Dr. Anthony Fauci says the White House is silencing him from the media while on 60 Minutes. Joe Biden goes for a milkshake and gets asked what flavor he likes. The question is too hard-hitting, so he is now calling a lid on the campaign till Thursday. Hunter Biden still does not deny the emails are his. Four years ago, Kristen Wecker, who is the next debate moderator between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, was caught on a hot mic coaching a Hillary spokeswoman on questions she will ask in the spin room after the Hillary Clinton-Donald Trump debate. We are now 15 days out from the most important election of our lifetime. And for the culture, Justin Bieber has finally come out with a good song. We will break it down later. This is Talking Currently, and it is show number four. Before we get started, I just want to thank the people in the audience that reached out to me with their well wishes. I made it clear on my last podcast, which was a very short podcast, that I had come down with strep. I had a high fever. I spent the entirety of the weekend with a very high fever and the medicine wasn't working. Thank God I was able to get another medicine and the fever came down, the strep went away, and I'm feeling back to myself. But I'd like to thank everybody for sending me DMs, for sending me emails. It really, really was appreciated. And I appreciate the fact that I have an audience that cares. So thank you very, very much. During this pandemic, has the White House been controlling when you can speak with the media? You know, I think you'd have to be honest to say yes. Uh, I certainly have not been allowed to go on many, many, many shows that have asked for me. One of the most trusted voices in America, and yet you're not there. You're not allowed to talk with us. So can you understand the frustration that maybe there's been a restriction on the flow yeah. of information and on transparency? You know, I think there has been a restriction, John, but, but it doesn't... Uh... Really, Tony? Really? Really, Dr. Anthony Fauci, on 60 Minutes, ironically, you're, you're saying that the White House is holding you back from doing press events. It's restricting you. On 60 Minutes, do you not get the irony? I mean, the media has turned you, Dr. Anthony Fauci, into an instant saint. However, in their rush to use you, Dr. Fauci, as a weapon against our president, Donald Trump, the media have completely ignored the many times that you, Dr. Fauci, said that we should not worry about the coronavirus at all because it wasn't a big deal, right? We, could ha we have quotes from you from way back, not way back, from January, saying, quote, the American people should not be worried or frightened by coronavirus. This is a very, very low risk to the United States. It isn't something the American public needs to be worried about or be frightened about. End quote. Five days later, says it's no big deal. And then Trump issued a travel ban on China. And then five days later, you are out and attacking our president, Donald J. J. Trump, calling him unprepared, saying people died, Trump lied, Trump is lazy, Trump is incompetent, Trump is not engaged, Trump has lousy instincts. And then you go on CNN and you say, if Trump, quote, if Trump had listened to our recommendations, we could have saved lives sooner, end quote. Wait, what? Let's quote back to Dr. Anthony Fauci. 
Coronavirus is not a major threat. It's not something the citizens should be worried about. End quote. Quote. Another quote from Dr. Fauci. Quote. The American people should not be worried or frightened by it. It's very, very low risk. End quote. And on March 9th, this is already in March, quote, Dr. Anthony Fauci, if you are a healthy young person, there's no reason. If you want to go on a cruise ship, go on a cruise ship, end quote. You know, this is kind of starting to sound like you're a political actor. Don't you think, Tony? Don't you think? This is this is all political. You get upset when Trump uses uses you in an ad. I have news for you. When you're on the news that much, you're gonna become a political ad. Okay, it's just the way it works. You don't get to if if you don't control what you say on the news, then you don't get to control the narrative that's being used with what you say. If you don't want to say positive things about Trump on the news, then don't go on the news. Restrict yourself, but no, you are so camera attracted. You so love seeing yourself in the media. You're really no different than Donald Trump. Donald Trump also loves seeing himself in the media. You're not very different, Tony. People, I think, are sick and tired of you. You know, there are people like Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, guys that I listen to, that I like, that say that why is Donald Trump fighting with Anthony Fauci? It's not helping his cause. And I was on that bandwagon up until very recently because I think that Trump is data-driven at this point. I mean, Trump has been on message for the last two weeks. He's been on message today. He's consistently on message. And I think it's data-driven. People don't like Anthony Fauci. He's been there for 350-plus years at least, right? And... I think people want to see him out, out of there. You know, Trump Trump is data-driven. He's, he's attacking the coronavirus. People are fed up. They don't want to be in lockdown anymore. You know, I, I come from New York. I live in New Jersey now, but I come from New York. And people, and I'm in New York all the time. People are fed up. They're fed up with Cuomo. They're fed up with this garbage. And all this is data-driven. His fight with Cuomo, his fight with Anthony Fauci, it's all calculated. The man is not an idiot, okay? He, yeah, does he say some dumb stuff? Absolutely. Does he tweet some stupid crap? Absolutely. But with this, I'm going to take Trump's side. People don't like Anthony Fauci. He's a two-faced hypocrite. He is the personification of what the left would like to do the Supreme do to the Supreme Court. Okay? He is a career politician that was never elected. You know, he's gonna go out and vote in person, he says. Who do you think he's voting for? Is he voting for Donald Trump? Are you really gonna believe that he is voting for Donald Trump? I don't think so. I don't buy it. I don't think he's voting for Donald Trump. I think he's a Democrat, he's a liberal He doesn't like Trump. Trump offended him. Grow up. Grow up. Trump offended you. Big deal. Trump offends everybody. You know, what's this with adults suddenly turning into little babies? And they can't take when somebody attacks them. If you can't take the heat, get out of of the kitchen. Okay? Grow up. This Fauci guy, 
he's he's something else, is he? You know, I mean, there's a reason why you have Tucker Carlson attacks him all the time because it rates. There's ratings for it. People appreciate it, and Donald Trump knows that. There's one thing that Donald Trump knows best. He he's very very in tune with the with what the general public is feeling. Very, very in tune. Everybody doubts him. He's been doubted from the very beginning. And he never, ever lost on what, on how he felt with the general public. I used to be a skeptic. I really did. I really was. But he, he knows what he's talking about. And this Anthony Fauci guy is up to no good. I mean, he's done so much press. What's he talking about restricted? If he was restricted, would he be on Trevor Noah? Would he be on CNN every other day? And then he also goes on some conservative sites because he's not an openly political, politically, political actor. However, he's on, he's on every single big com- uh, comedy late night show he's on jimmy kimmel jimmy fallon stephen colbert and he's hailed as a hero that's why he keeps going back you know people say that they're cuomo uh, not cuomo people say that they're cuomo sexual but they're also fauci sexual do you trust dr anthony fauci with your life because i've asked so many people that i know and i would love to get feedback send me feedback send me a dm tweet at me the handles at talking current send me an email um talking currently at gmail.com I'm curious to know, who do you trust, your physician, your doctor, or Dr. Anthony Fauci, the be-all and end-all with coronavirus? The man has got it so many times wrong. He's changed his mind a thousand times, and I don't trust him. I don't think many people trust him, and Trump knows this. So for all those people who are saying that why is Trump attacking Fauci, because it rates and it's doing the job. Take that to the bank. And it's packed into the basement for Joe Biden. Joe Biden calls a lid until after the debate this Thursday night. Now, if you listen to my previous podcasts, you'll know that whenever Joe Biden calls a lid, it gets me a little bit nervous because I believe that shows that his internal polling shows that he's doing well. However... In this case, I believe it's different. And I'm going to prove to you that I'm not a hypocrite. Because if you look at Michigan and the early voting, and I told you, I told you, Donald Trump will take Michigan. You could take that to the bank. In early voting, which is a Democratic strong suit, early voting, mail-in ballots, fraud, obviously. That's where the Democrats do well. They don't do well on the day of the election. But in the early voting in Michigan, Donald Trump is up 41% to 39%. So Donald Trump's winning in the early voting, and he will take Michigan. Take that to the bank once again. However, Joe Biden now, he needs to prepare for the debate. Now, I think Donald Trump has to very, very effectively get across his message. And he has to get across a number of points with the audience and effectively not in the brash billionaire tone, which his base loves. But his base is going to vote for him no matter what. He still needs to bring in new voters. I don't think he has to bring in that many new voters, but he still has to he still has to attract other people. So he's got to tone it down a little bit. At the exact same time, be an effective messenger. And here are some points where I think Donald Trump needs to be an effective messenger. One, he has to call Joe Biden out 
on his lids. Because he has to ask Joe Biden, if you intend on being president, do you think you can ever call a lid? You're in the middle of negotiations with Iran. Middle of negotiations with anybody. And things get hot and heavy. You crawl back into your shell. You call a lid. No, it doesn't work like that. Okay? Being president is not a campaign. It's actual, real-world consequences. You got to be there. You got to be mentally sharp 24-7 every single minute of the day. That's one message that he has to get across effectively. Another message that he has to get across effectively is that he was impeached over Joe Biden's crime. Now, I will get more into Joe Biden's crime once again in the next segment. And this third point that he has to effectively get across, and I will touch on it a drop more in another segment, is that he has to come out against the debate moderator and say, I know I know about the hot mic that you were caught on coaching Hillary Clinton's spokeswoman. He has to make an effective attack on her to shut her up. She cannot be on Biden's side. She will try to be on Biden's side. But if Donald Trump could shut her down very fast, that will be helpful for him. Those are three things that I think if Donald Trump could effectively get his message out on those three things, he takes the debate in a landslide. And then subsequently takes the election. But so Joe Biden's back in the basement America's not going to get more gaffes, unfortunately. I really, really love Joe Biden's gaffes. And we're not going to get any of the hard-hitting questions like, Mr. Biden, what kind of milkshake do you like? What's your favorite flavor? Who gives a damn? Seriously, do people not see the media slopping over Joe Biden? Look at the difference between the two town halls it's it was literally night and day day okay donald trump was attacked over and over and over by savannah guthrie and george crapalopagus just let gave joe biden an easy time he didn't ask him about hunter he let him talk about whatever he wanted and you know, and therefore, Hunt, not Hunter, Joe knows that he could just call a lid because those hard-hitting questions aren't going to come. Yeah, he can't handle them, but he could call a lid because he knows the media will cover for him. And the American people are wise to that. They're going to see right through it come election day. Once again, Donald Trump will defeat the media. We have to understand that Donald Trump's primary opponent in this election, as well as the last one, and he very, very well defeated his last opponent. It was the media, and he defeated them before, and he will do it again. Is Joe Biden the dummy that people made him out to be? I'm not 100% sure. I mean, right now, yeah, he's got dementia, he's clearly lost a step, and he doesn't know what he's doing. But before he lost a step, during his 47-year corrupt career in politics, 
he was knee deep in sleaze. Okay, this is a Democratic nominee for President of the United States. He makes Hillary Clinton, in my opinion, look like a troll, look like nothing. He set his family up to get really, really wealthy, and then he took a cut out of it so he doesn't have to report in his taxes. But the, and the Democrats are starting, they're, they're starting to panic as more bombshell emails and revelations are coming out because they're going to keep coming out up until the election. And this, this is very possibly what cost Hillary Clinton, may have very well been a very big factor of what cost Hillary Clinton the election. And this is like a smoking gun and it just doesn't stop. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, because, you know, this is middle class Joe, right? He was, he, he was, he was the guy that was, you know, he was middle class Joe, but turns out he was raking it in. He's taking cuts from his family who he set up to do his dirty work. And he took, and, and he made a fortune off of it. And he set it up that he does not have to report it because it's family donations. So he doesn't have to report where it's coming from. And he, now the real, the real scandal over here is that why, that, that he was involved personally. He met with Ukrainian, uh, he met with Ukrainian Burisma people. I'm sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. But he met with them. And he got prosecutors fired, but he still managed to cover it up in a way where he doesn't get direct payments from them. That, to me, is not the sign of an idiot. That, to me, is the sign of somebody who knows what he's doing. That, to me, is a sign of a corrupt politician who is in it for the money all along. Now, once again, if this was President Trump, this would be front and center headline news wall-to-wall -wall coverage. And Donald Trump was impeached for Joe Biden's crimes. He asked the new president of Ukraine to follow up on why the prosecutor was fired. And the prosecutor was fired because of Joe Biden's corruption, because of Joe Biden's crimes. This is the scandal of the century. It really, really is. And I think this may very well be the coffin in Joe Biden's president, the final nail in the coffin of Joe Biden's presidency. I don't know why words are just starting to get hard for me. Every single episode, somewhere in the middle of the episode, the words just start becoming hard for me to say. But I'm not going to sit here and extensively cover the whole Hunter Biden, Joe Biden thing. Because I've done it before. I, I have I have an episode labeled Hunter Biden is corrupt and so is Joe. But the distinction that I'd like to make over here is that as we learn more, it may be Joe Biden is corrupt and so is Hunter. Joe Biden might not be the buffoon that we thought he was. He clearly is now because he has dementia. But when he was a little bit sharper, he may have not been the buffoon that we thought he was. And that is... Pretty impressive. He came across like a buffoon while being a corrupt, sleazy politician and making millions of dollars in the process while keeping everybody in America fooled that he's good old Uncle, uh, good old Uncle Joe, Amtrak Joe. He was part of the people. He's a blue-collar worker. 
while in reality he was a sleazy politician raking in millions upon millions of dollars. Much we go right to Kristen Welker. Kristen, go ahead. He's okay. Okay. And I'm gonna ask you about Flint. Kristen, go ahead. You're live. So there you have it, people. The next debate moderator, Kristen Welker, giving her question that she will ask in the spin room to a Hillary Clinton spokeswoman after the debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. She's giving the question. She's setting her up. She's setting the spokeswoman up for her questions. This is the next debate moderator. So first, let's start it off with Steve Scully, who was tweeting to Anthony Scaramucci, a very well-known Trump critic, how to deal with Trump. Now, he said his campaign was, his, his Twitter was hacked, then he retracted that and was ultimately fired or suspended from C-SPAN. Now you have Chris, Kristen Welker, the person hosting the second and final debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. She was caught in the hot mic four years ago helping out the Hillary Clinton campaign. Are we starting to see a trend over here? Are we? Hmm. Yes. We are. There's no other way to put this. The commission for presidential debates has to be disbanded. It's a complete one-way show. And that would be fine if they put on an openly conservative and openly liberal slash Democrat on the debate. And let the conservative ask the Democratic candidate and let the liberal ask the Republican candidate. But over here, you're going to have Kristen Walker. She's going to clearly team up with Joe Biden. And like I said before, Trump has to shut this down. This is Trump versus the media. It always has been Trump versus the media. Biden is just a pawn in the way. They're slopping over Biden. And they know they'll get rid of Biden right away. They're not worried particularly about Joe Biden. But this is something that it is so telling and the American public isn't seeing enough of it. So this is where Donald Trump has to effectively message that this is the media. This is who they are. We have to play this on repeat 24-7. Everybody, scream it from the rooftops. This is corruption to the next level. And it has to stop. Republicans have to fight back. Donald Trump has been fighting back, but he's a one-man show. We need to fight back. This is we're not on a, a level playing field. We never will be. We're always gonna be we're always gonna be one step behind with regards to the media. But if we could bring their their problems, their clear one-sidedness to the forefront, that will benefit conservatives. Just make sure that people know. Because there aren't enough people that, that know. People take the media for granted. They say they're unbiased. And people are idiots. They do not double check. They don't do their research. It's incumbent on people like us. Anybody with a platform. Anybody with a friend. To make sure that it is known. Donald Trump has an uphill battle come Thursday night. And he will take it on head on. He will take on the challenge. He he's never one to back down from a challenge. Never one to back down from a fight. Sometimes to his own detriment.
But he's going to take on this challenge, and he's going to do good. I have complete faith in him. I think he's going to be prepared. And he just has to effectively message. All I ask is effectively message. And you in the audience, tell your friends. Tell your liberal friends. You know, Rush Limbaugh has this um, uh, turn a Democrat or something like that. This could be the way you turn a Democrat. If you, sh if you prove to them beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is so one-sided so one -sided, that they're getting their news from one side. Just let them hear the opposing view. Let them listen to my podcast. Okay? Let them listen to Ben Shapiro, to Rush Limbaugh, to Sean Hannity even, to anybody. Just hear another side. Okay? I, 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 all I ask is that you tell your liberal friend they should hear the other side. See where we're coming from, and then make that decision and go vote. And if you still want to vote for the corruption, if you still want to vote for the entrenched politics, for the media, that's your call. You're an idiot, and there's no hope. And the only thing that I hope for is that there aren't that many idiots in the country. You know, I, I think this is where the Republicans need to actually grow up here and fight back. We have the power. We have the capability. We have the loudspeakers. Let's get out and do this. We have two weeks left to the campaign. Two weeks left to the campaign. There's 15 days. In 15 days from tonight, you know, I'm recording this at 7 o'clock because I had a busy day. We're going to start seeing our first results from the real polling. In 15 days from right now, real results are going to start coming in. We have 15 days. I can't stress it enough. It's not a lot of time, but it's enough time to actually go out there and make a difference. Donald Trump's going to do his part. I'm going to do my part. Everybody's got to do their part. Get out there. Make this known. Scream it from the rooftops. This is a one-sided campaign. There, if you're watching the news, just know you're watching a liberal show. You're not watching anything fear. You're not watching anything objective. The same way if you're listening to me, you know you're listening to a conservative. I'm not fear. I'm not objective. But I don't lie. I say what I am. I do what I do. But my intentions are very, very clear. The media obscures their, atten uh, their, their intentions up until they get caught and then they have to fumble and bumble out of it. But if we can make this the forefront of everybody's mind, we can do this. 15 days. We can do this in 15 days. I think we will win anyway, but we need to win in such a strong way because you have to understand... If Donald Trump doesn't win convincingly on election night, this election could drag on for days, for weeks, for months. We might not know who, who, who wins the presidency. So that's why I stress this 15 days. And I'll say it a thousand times over. 15 days. We only have 15 days to effectively shut this down and get a win for Donald Trump. 15 days. Okay. Get this win for Donald Trump. Let's do this effectively. Let's do this the right way. But let's, let's do it. Let's get out there. 
Let's campaign. Tell somebody. Make somebody else aware. And in 15 days, we will see the results that we want. So I want to try and start getting into the culture a little bit. Politics is fun, but culture is upstream from politics. And I want to talk about Justin Bieber's new song, Lonely. And I think it's very, very telling for kids today and for adults, but primarily for kids. I'm going to read some of the lyrics and then I'm going to break it down. So he starts off, everybody knows my name now, but something about it still feels strange. Like looking in a mirror, trying to steady yourself and seeing somebody else. And everything is not the same now. It feels like all our lives have changed. Maybe when I'm older, it'll all come down, but it's killing me now. And then he goes, what if you had it all, but nobody to call? Maybe then you'd know me. And then, well, I'm not going to sing the rest of it. Guys, comment on my singing. I'm curious. So you guys can roast me. And then he goes, because I, I have had everything. But no one's listening, and that's just effing lonely. And he talks about his past. Everybody knows my past now, like my house was made of glass. And maybe that's the price you pay for the money and fame at an early age. And everybody saw me sick, and it felt like no one gave a bleep. They criticized the things I did as an idiot kid. And then he goes back to the chorus. Now, I want to focus on these last few lines, which... Which is, and maybe that's the price he paid for the money and fame at an early age. And everybody saw me sick and nobody cared, essentially. And they criticized the things that, they, that he did as an idiot kid. And yes, he did stupid stuff as an idiot kid. But he was just a kid. And I don't know necessarily that it was his fault that he was put out there. He has a talent. I never was a Justin Bieber fan. I happen to love this new song because I think it's very, very telling. And kids need to be aware. There's so it is so much easier today from even when I was a kid, was not which was not that long ago. Um, and even when Justin Bieber was a kid, for a kid to become famous on TikTok, on whatever social media platform it may be, and that is very very scary. Take it from somebody who had $230 million as a teenager, not me, Justin Bieber. And he is talking about how his life is now messed up because when he was a kid, everybody knew everything about him. He didn't have a normal childhood. And like I said, I don't know if that's his fault. It's the fault of, the, of his parents. It's the fault of the people who put him out there. And now his life is messed up permanently there's no recovery you don't get back your childhood and we need more people in the culture to start who, who got who got their fame when they were just children we need more people to come out and say what it's like because all kids today see are glitz and glamour they see the likes. They see the reposts. I don't know how TikTok works. I never had TikTok. But I'm guessing you repost or you like. And they're putting themselves out there. And in many ways, you know, especially for young girls, they're putting themselves out there in provocative ways where pedophiles will like it. And all you need to do is make that one stupid mistake. That one mistake that ruins your life. 
We need parents to start being parents. Okay? Take the damn phone away from your kid. He doesn't need to be on the internet. He doesn't need the fame. It's not going to do him any good. If he's going to become famous, he should become famous for a real talent that he has, not for a 30-second TikTok video or however long it is. If he's going to become famous, it's got to be from a real talent. And when he's an adult and he can make that decision on his own, thinking out the pros and the cons. There are other ways to make money in this world. If you want to be successful, there are other ways. But don't ruin your childhood. People have to become aware to this. It's it, it's a sickening thing. It's going to destroy our culture. It's going to it, it already has destroyed our culture. It's just going to continue to further and destroy this culture. Our kids are our future, we like to say, right? Well, you're not giving them a future if you're not letting them be kids. Take away the damn phone. Let kids be kids. Let them play outside. There's nothing wrong with that. Ride a bike. Get some exercise. Stop being a bunch of fat kids sitting there on the internet. Well, if you're on the internet, then you're probably not fat. But playing video games all day, it doesn't help. And there's a price to pay for it. And it's going to come when you're an adult. Whether you like it or not. If you aren't a kid, if you're not going to be a kid... Well, you're not going to be a functioning adult. There's no two ways about it. And you have Justin Bieber over here who's crying out for help, literally. He's crying out for help. And the question is, are we going to listen to him? Are we going to listen to him? Are we going to take his mistakes, his flaws, not his mistakes, his parents' mistakes, are we going to learn from it? And I think we're not going to. We're not going to because we're a bunch of Instant gratification. We're, we're a generation designed for instant gratification. And that's all. We don't look five minutes in advance. We don't look. And yet now you have everybody who their tweets are dug up from 10, 15 years ago. Or whatever the comments that they made 10, 15 years ago. Just take away the internet from kids, please. It's going to come back to bite you. It really will. It's going to come back to destroy you. It's destroying our culture. It has destroyed. It will continue to destroy our culture if we don't do anything about it. We need more people to start talking about it. We really do. So that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Remember, you have 15 days to go out and change the outcome of this election. It's not too late. Let's do this. We can all do this together. Please follow me on Twitter. The handle is at Talking Current. Send me an email with your comments, questions, complaints. I'd love to hear it all. Um, the email address is talkingcurrently at gmail.com. I look forward to seeing you guys in the next podcast. Take care. Have a great evening. Enjoy.